Hello, everybody. Welcome to the episode five of Greatness Glory podcast. In this episode, we are going to talk about meditation, all about meditation. We talked about importance of training the mind in the last podcast and difference of meditation and concentration. In this episode, I'll explain about meditation practices and its various forms and functions around the world. What is meditation? Meditation is a state of mind rather than a practice and it can't be fully described, but it can be experienced. Probably the closest explanation to the state of meditation is that when your mind is absolutely withdrawn from environmental and physical consciousness and fully drawn into the object of your meditation or established inside. No other thoughts other than the object of meditation exist in your mind. There is a very deep focus, silence and calmness. Scientifically, your brain could be in a deep theta brainwave or even beyond that. Or to put it simply, it's a state of deep inner silence. Another theory of meditation explained in classical yoga says that if you keep your mind focused on wanting for 10 seconds, this is concentration. And 10 of such 10 seconds leads to meditation. In other words, 100 seconds. While this is a very advanced level of meditation, and we don't expect beginners to experience this, I just wanted to explain the true meaning of meditation. Also, a meditative state could be accomplished through different means and techniques other than 100 seconds of focus. Now let's take a quick look at the origin of meditation practices around the world. While there have been very powerful spiritual practices all around the world for thousands of years, we can say yogic practices of meditation are the root of almost all other forms of meditation practices that exist today. Yoga is the most sophisticated science of human evolution, which is so vast that it can't be understood intellectually, even if one gets to live a thousand years, but can be realized through inner spiritual work. The state of meditation identified in yoga by the Sanskrit word dhyana, Around the 5th century, the science of meditation was taken to China by Indian monk Bodhidharma and identified there by the word Chan, which is similar to Dhyan. Later, this science was taken to Japan and it became Zen. We can also find yogic elements and practices in many other spiritual traditions in the world. The goal of meditation and inner practices 
is to help one achieve a higher state of consciousness, increased mental capabilities, happiness, peace, and satisfaction in oneself, which means generating your happiness from within, rather than being dependent on countless things and people to feel good. From both spiritual and physical aspect, this is possible. We have the capability to generate joy and bliss from within. Your body is the greatest chemical factory on the planet. And with practice, you can generate all the joy and power from within. Because the same way that you may put some chemical or drug from outside into your body and change the way that you feel, you can also generate even a greater type of joy from within. The most obvious proof for this is your thoughts. We already mentioned that how your thought can make you joyful and healthy. So ultimately, the goal of such practices is to become powerful and happy without being dependent in external situations to get high on yourself. There are many forms of meditation practices. Some directly deal with the mind, some work with emotions, some work with consciousness or awareness, which is different from the mind from yogic and spiritual perspectives. I think it's useful to quickly go through a few forms of meditation and spiritual practices that are majorly known today and explain their functions. So you can have a general idea of how different forms of meditation work. Mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness meditation comes majorly from Buddhist traditions and is also known as Vipassana. But it existed also thousands of years before Buddhism. This method directly works with bringing a higher level of consciousness into one's life by practicing awareness in both meditation and daily life. Main practices of vipassana or mindfulness involve the practice of concentration on breath and later awareness of physical actions, emotions, and thoughts. To sum up, vipassana mainly implements awareness and it is very scientific and direct, but takes a great level of discipline and dedication to master it. According to some yogic scriptures and the opinion of various masters of the past, this practice, although greatly beneficial, is not suitable for the majority of people who live at this age. Remember, enlightened masters usually teach everything according to the receptivity of people of their age, and Buddha taught this practice to the public over 2500 years ago. This is not to devalue this practice, but just to say that most people may not get a significant result from this practice. As a matter of fact, this is one form of meditation practice that I learned when I was around 16 years old and practiced it for a while and I love it. Self-inquiry or jnana yoga. 
this is a type of meditation and spiritual practice that directly works with directing one's awareness inward to connect one with the innermost core of oneself. The ultimate goal of this practice is self-realization and it helps to quiet the mind, which is biggest obstacle on the way to inner peace and higher consciousness. Probably the most famous promoter of this practice has been a saint called Ramana Maharishi. Commonly in this practice, one asks himself, who am I? Which takes one beyond the limited perception of oneself and deep into higher states of awareness. You can also say some other practices such as the use of usually illogical questions in Zen traditions, which are called Kwan, also have the same purpose. These practices are mainly done by a person seeking higher awareness and spiritual realization. So it may not be the best type of meditation for someone who only is trying to improve his or her mental abilities. Hatha Yoga Hatha Yoga is the most known system of yoga, which involves physical postures, breathing exercises, and other things. But unfortunately, most people understand Hatha Yoga or simply yoga as some sort of exercise. Although yoga positions have an amazing and powerful effect on developing health and fitness, that is not the goal of Hatha Yoga, but just a positive side effect of the practice. The philosophy of Hatha Yoga is based on the relationship between consciousness, mind and body. To put it simply, different bodily positions directly affect one's mental state, which in turn affects emotions and awareness, or vice versa. Different emotional and mental states tend to affect the body in certain ways. For example, when you are sad, your body tends to take a different position than when you are happy or confident. When you are confident, you are probably sitting or standing more straight and your chest is out. But when you are sad, your body is weaker and tends to manifest in weaker positions. In the other hand, mind or thoughts or emotions or physical posture affect one's breathing patterns. For example, when you are angry or excited, your breathing pattern is very different than when you are peaceful or focused. Yogic positions are very unique because they represent the higher and subtler states of inner experience and consciousness. Hatha Yoga is a very scientific approach and again it takes discipline and regular practice to use physical posture, breathing and other things to change one's mental state and consciousness. And yogis who practice Hatha Yoga as a path also practice meditation to directly control and purify the mind. 
Devotion or Bhakti Yoga Using One's Emotions as a Tool The path of yoga known as Bhakti, which may not be as practical as other paths, uses emotions as a medium for the transformation of mind and consciousness. It's a path of devotion to someone or something, usually a divine figure, but it can be anything that brings out the highest and deepest emotions in you. It can be nature, a flower, or clouds. I think it also can be devotion to a certain cause or job, for example, devotion to art. It can mean complete devoting of all of your energies to wanting. There are some artists who are so devoted to their work that they sometimes feel they cease to exist as a person and experience something very deep and subtle. I had a painter friend who would sit to draw something and would get so involved with the experience that he would lose himself for five, six hours in the art and disconnected from other things. This is also a kind of devotion. Mantra Yoga There is another widely known path in yoga that implements a mantra to help one reach the highest state of concentration and meditation and ultimately spiritual evolution. Mantra is a Sanskrit letter, word or sentence which helps one to evolve. But do not mistake this for what is widely known as mantra in the West, like affirmations. Mantras are usually only in Sanskrit because Sanskrit is a language based on energy and not only a psychological meaning. So when you constantly repeat a certain mantra, it transforms the mind, body, emotions and energy. The word mantra itself means something that frees the mind. Of what? Of limitations and blocks. Generally, in mantra yoga, one needs to get a certain initiation from a master who can transfer the energy of mantra to the student. Otherwise, the mantra won't be as effective. Now, other words and sentences like widely known affirmations may act kind of like a mantra to bring out certain feelings and help in concentration, but that is different than mantra yoga. For example, you may choose to repeat a mantra in English, but that is not what mantra yoga is. It can help one to meditate and improve the mind if it is done in a certain way, but it also may not be as beneficial. Mantra yoga is a very vast science. Transcendental meditation or TM TM is another widely known meditation introduced to the West by famous master Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. It's a powerful meditation practice that uses certain sounds or mantras to help one get deep into meditation. Usually in this method, a certain sound is given to each person according to their level of preparedness 
and person meditates on this sound in a very specific way to calm down the mind and go deep into states of consciousness. Kriya Yoga or cultivation of subtle energies. This is probably one of most advanced forms of yoga. Kriya Yoga practitioner uses various techniques such as working with breath, awareness, physical postures or mantra to clear the energy blocks and expand the energy which is an indirect but very powerful way to develop body, mind and awareness. These practices usually take serious discipline and dedication and to progress in the right direction a skilled teacher is necessary. Probably the most famous tradition of Kriya Yoga is the one brought to the West by the famous yogi Paramahamsa Yogananda. There are many different traditions of Kriya Yoga which can be very different but having the same goal. Many practices are called Kriya that may not be Kriya Yoga. Yoga Nidra Yoga Nidra which simply means yogic sleep and I mentioned Yoga Nidra in previous episodes. This is a very interesting type of deep relaxation and meditation practice and unlike many other practices this is done lying down and the person only has to follow the instructions given by the teacher or the audio recording. It creates significantly deep relaxation in body and mind, calming down all faculties of body and mind while keeping the consciousness active. It's very useful for releasing tensions and may help to deal with a lot of psychosomatic health issues, the health issues that are mostly rooted in mind and emotions, and help with clearing mental difficulties because it works to release all sorts of tensions and blockages from all levels of body, mind, emotions, and other levels. It could be very useful for people who are overly stressed and may not be able to do sitting meditations because of health issues and things like that. In this practice, the only thing you need to do is not falling asleep and following the instructions. Of course, this doesn't mean this is an easy shortcut to success in meditation. This practice, like any other practice, needs long-term practice and discipline. Other types of meditation. Of course, there are many different systems of meditation and things one may do to achieve a meditative state. It could be art, music, dance, prayer, martial arts connection to nature and plants, surrender to a higher being, and much more. What's important is that you find a meditation practice, do it for a while and see if it makes you feel better, and then keep doing it until it flowers. If you keep changing meditation practices, none of them will work. There is a meaningful saying in yogic traditions which goes like this. If you dig 50 
one feet holes in the ground, you get nothing. But if you dig 150 feet hole in the ground, you may get something. So it's important to do something, whether it's meditation or your job or whatever you do to achieve success persistently and not change your direction until you get something out of it. And of course, being patient. So this was a short introduction to meditation. Thanks for listening and see you soon.